Hello, everyone. This is Michelle Birdie, and you're listening to The Wordsworth from the Moscow Times. Before I begin today, I have a favor to ask of you. If you enjoy these podcasts, could you take a moment to rate them on iTunes? It will help us alert more Russophiles and language junkies to them. We've gotten a bit lax lately in the Wordsworth office, which means just one thing. It's time for a pop quiz. Here's one. What's a pood? A. A black cloak with a hood worn by the horse-riding henchman of Ivan the Terrible. B. A dessert made from stewed fruits and porridge from the English word pudding. C. A large amount of salt eaten together with a person used in an expression of friendship. D. None of the above. E. All of the above. F. I hate this language. If you answered C, you win a large pile of salt to share with your besties. You also win the satisfaction of knowing that pood is another old Russian measure, today equal to about 16 kilograms, which is about 35 pounds. Like all ancient Russian forms of measure, there is no way to know how much one pood originally weighed, although we do know that its weight changed over the centuries. In 1835, there was an imperial decree that standardized Russian measures of weight, length, volume, and area to English measures, which altered whatever the previous values were. Later, in 1899, another state decree permitted the use of the metric system. For a couple of decades, Pood lived in conjugal measurement bliss with kilogram, kilogram, until the metric system was made law in the Russian Republic in 1918. It took another seven years before it became law throughout the USSR. When that happened, there was another standardization of native Russian measures, this time to metrical values. I've learned in my reading that at one time, Idin Pud, one Pud, was equal to Storik Balshikh Grivanak, Ili Vosimdisit Malik, 40 large Grivankas or 80 small ones. I've also discovered that Disit Pudov. Ten poods were the equivalent of Adin Birkovitz, one Birkovitz, another kind of weight. This tells me absolutely nothing, since I have no idea how much the Grivinka and Birkovitz weighed. Finding out is tough. In different centuries, and even in different regions, the weights had different values. So, did you need a big wagon or a rucksack to carry home your pood soli, your pood of salt? Tell me the date and place, and then we can start to do the conversion. But to be honest, I really don't care. I just like saying the names. Pud, Malaya Grivenka, Birkovitz. And I like the expression Pud Soli Sieli. Literally, we ate a pood of salt together, which means that you've gone through thick and thin with someone. Another pood expression that has withstood the metric system is Spor Pudov Sarshinami. Literally, an argument between poods and arshins, that is, between a measure of weight and a measure of length. This is something like comparing apples and oranges. But there is one place outside Russia where you have to know how much one pood weighs. In the gym. A reader wrote in that the kettlebell came to the U.S. and other countries from Russia as the gyria, which is a weight, and it weighed one pood. Now in your gym, you can find one pood, one and a half pood, and two pood kettlebells. Who knew? Sometimes weights move from west to east, like funt, 
pound, which was used in the far western parts of the country as far back as the 14th century. Until the 17th century, funt was equal to one grivinka, and the two were used interchangeably. Then the funt took over and was used up to 1918. You can still find it in old cookbooks and in expressions like Literally, that's not a pound of raisins for you, which really means that's not something to laugh at. That's no joke. The length measures include something you can still occasionally see on the roadways, virsta, or virstavoy stolp, a verst, a verst post. These are stone markers on the roads between towns or cities. Two things about versts are a headache. The first is the length. In various centuries and in various places, virsta was either 500, 700, or 1,000 sajans. So if you want to know how far an estate was from a town in the 19th century, you have to do a lot of research. Now a virsta is just over a kilometer. It's 1,066.8 meters. The other headache is stress and pronunciation. Singular virsta. Plural, vjorsti. I've come to think of all these changing measuring systems, sometimes coexisting, sometimes taking over from one another, as parallel measuring universes. Pud, virsta, and funt in Murmansk existed in one world, while another put, virsta, and funt existed in Yaroslavl. This is very easy for me to imagine, since as an American living in Russia, I also live in two alternate measurement realities. Oddly, they don't intersect. That is, I know, for example, what jacket to put on when it's 12 degrees Celsius or 50 degrees Fahrenheit, but I never convert the temperatures and have no idea which one is warmer. The standard city driving speed of 60 kilometers an hour seems fast, but 37 miles per hour is slowpoke speed. Nothing will convince me that they are the same. Shesotek Six sotkas, or 600 square meters, was once the standard small plot of land in the Soviet Union. I know what it looks like with a house on it. A bit of grass in the front, a couple of meters on the sides, and a backyard big enough for a vegetable garden, kiddie pool, grill, and table. Seems fine to me. So I simply refuse to believe that six sotkas are one-fifteenth of an acre, and you need 20 sotkas to reach half an acre. I do, however, still want to buy one pud soli, just so I can imagine eating it over a lifetime.